Blog Talk Radio. Conversations on the way, our periodic uh, get-togethers here on the podcast to talk about things going on in and around the Viatorian community. Hi, everyone. This is Jim Mitchell, and always pleased to be here to serve as host and um, kind of open the gateway to meet some of the great people in the Viatorian community. And today, of course, is no different. We're going to be talking with Father John Van Wheel, who, if you are around the Viatorians in any way, shape, or form. Uh, many of the high schools in the in the Midwest, uh, you may have encountered Father Van Wheel at some point. We'll talk a little bit about his history. But today in our recent series, we want to talk a little bit more about his hobbies and interests and get to know Father Van Wheel a little bit better. So first of all, Father Van Wheel, uh, really great to talk to you today, and I want to say thanks uh, for you taking the time to join me this morning. It's uh, It's going to be fun to talk to you. Thank you, Jim. It would be good to talk to you, too. So um, what a wonderful history you have as a member of the, the Viatorian community. I believe you professed your first vows in, boy, 1960, and you have uh, been ordained um, well over 50 years now. Tell us a little bit about your history with the Viatorian community, how it came to be, and uh, just a couple of the high points for you along the way. I think basically I became a Viatorian because of the example of the uh, the Viatorians who taught me in high school. I always found them to be very open, very welcoming, and um, very much in touch with what they what they were doing. They were good teachers and, and good men. And somehow I, I felt a call to the priesthood from when I was a little boy. I used to mention it, and, of course, every time I did something I wasn't supposed to do, I always got the... Uh, Comment from my mother, oh, sure, you want to be a priest. So I didn't talk about that very much, but I, I think the Viatorians in high school really kind of rang my bell and uh, kind of reaffirmed my desire to, to be like them. And I didn't want to be a parish priest. Um, ironically, now I'm in a retirement home, and I'm probably saying Mass five times a week, but one of the reasons I didn't want to be a parish priest was I didn't want to preach all the time. So here I am, preaching all the time. Uh, I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be like the, the Viatorians that taught me. I started off after ordination going to Bishop McNamara in Kankakee, and uh-huh. I taught chemistry and uh, I think some religion classes. I was uh, dean of discipline. I ended up being principal there, and then I was principal for 11 years at Alleman High School in Rock Island. Uh, after that, a couple of years in Griffin High School in Springfield and 25 years at uh, St. Vitor High School in Arlington Heights, where, again, I was department head. I taught chemistry, physical science, earth science, pretty much uh, a lot of the important uh, science classes. And that's pretty much my history. Now, since for 10 years now, I've sort of been what they call retired, but I uh, have also been novice director. I did that three times, and uh, I was in charge of the uh, the 
retirement home, taking men to doctors and picking up prescriptions, getting their pills ready for them, and that kind of thing. So it's really only the last couple of years I haven't been really active, but still active saying mass frequently. You, as you connect those dots, they're all Midwest, Illinois specifically. Um, is that where you grew up then as well? I did. I grew up in the Quad Cities. Um, actually, I was a student in Alleman High School in Rock Island, and that was a school I was principal of for 11 years. Interesting. Interesting, coming full circle there. So is it is it those Midwest roots then that um, – led you to what I want to talk about today, which are some of your hobbies, and I know that one in particular is is fishing. Um, was that something you were raised with? Sort of. I, I, I was thinking about it the other day, and I, I remember I must have been oh, younger than seven years old, and my mom and dad took me to a lagoon in, in Moline where that was stocked with bullheads, and I caught some bullheads. And then after that, there wasn't too much opportunity to go fishing. I mean, you had the Mississippi River running by there, but that was not a place that I ever had, had fished. I think I really got back into a lot of fishing, oh, starting maybe in one year in the seminary when we went to a, a Maryland Bay and I caught an eel and then to that caught 100 crabs uh, using the eel cut pieces of the eel as, as bait. But then after that, when I went to Kankakee, there was a farm pond that had a lot of bluegills and bass in it, and people got to know me, and they invited me to go fishing there. So I did a lot of fishing there. And then um, my brother, who was an anesthesiologist, a doctor, he bought a, a, a condo in Breckenridge, Colorado. And so I used to go there with my mom and dad, every summer for, oh, I don't know how many years. Um, and one time he bought me a an event with a, with a fisherman in a particular area, a, kind of like a guide. And uh, I had been fishing with a rod and reel all the time, using basically different kinds of lures. And I was not a guy who just sat on the bank and fished. I had a kind of hunt for fish. I walked the bank casting and casting and he said to me, well, you can't be a real fisherman unless you're a fly fisherman. So he introduced me to fly fishing. Well, if you've ever tried that, it's kind of risky in the beginning because you're hooking yourself on the back of the head or in your shoulder or in your hat, and you really get the rhythm of it. But once I started, I got very, very successful with fly fishing to the point where I'd go out in the morning and catch my limits and finally – my mom and dad and other relatives said, John, please don't bring those fish back. We're getting sick and tired of, of eating them. So please don't bring them back anymore. So I didn't. But I caught a lot of fish. I caught a lot of, uh, a lot of good rainbow trout, brook trout, brown trout. Just curious, when you, you mentioned your approach to fishing and hunting the fish and, you know, walking the shore and such, I, I think some people look at fishing as, a moment to relax a little bit. It sounds like you took a more active role. I mean, was your attraction, was it nice to just be out in the quiet? Did you like to sort of be more aggressive about it? Was it activity? Was it relaxation? You know, what, what kept you going back out? Well, it was success, one of the things. I mean, that I was catching a lot of fish. Um, 
the challenge of it, um, being outside, uh, the beauty like out in, in uh, Colorado where you were in the mountains, uh, the fresh air, uh, all of those things. And then he later on bought a uh, home in Lake of the Ozarks, and we did a lot of boat fishing out there. So we were catching more uh, different variety of fish, bass and uh, rain, uh, pike, catfish, bluegills, all kinds of fish down there. But again, a different kind of fishing. Now we were not using the fly rods. We were using the, the casting rods and going to different places. But again, we just didn't sit there. We kept casting different yeah. areas and moving to different areas and so on. The exercise, too. Right. I mean, that was important. Yeah, well, so, and, and of course, as always, our time goes by so fast. There are a couple of things I want to touch on. You talked about the Ozarks. You talked about Colorado. Um, do you enjoy getting out, walking in nature? Do you know, do you, do you bird watch? Do you look at trees or different types of plants? Are you sort of one of those who enjoys being out just in nature to kind of walk and observe as well? Well, I do. I mean, I I think that's one of the ways, one of the main ways that I get in touch with God. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we have here in Arlington Heights uh, a large extent of land. And we have many, many trees planted on them. And some are very old. They're over 100 feet tall. And just sometimes to go out and sit and see the breeze moving the trees and the clouds going by and so on, sometimes it helps me to to pray and to realize the presence of God and how how fortunate we are to um, live in that type of a setting in many ways that God has, has blessed us. One of the things you have done, and I wonder if it's, as we talk about the fishing, being outdoors, nature, um, you've also become, and you have to tell me when you started this, a very active painter. I think you you focus on in watercolors. Was was that hobby a, a sort of a outcropping of, of your love of nature? It could be. I You know, I really, I, any of the paintings that I do are of landscapes and different things in nature, but... I got started, I was going on a 30-day retreat, and I said to myself, you know, I can't pray all the time. I've got to have something to film in some of the time. So I thought, well, I've been kind of fiddling with watercolors for a little bit, haven't done much of it. And so I brought some watercolor paper and some paints and brushes and stuff and started doing some paintings of, of the things in the surrounding. And people saw what I was doing, and some of them started asking, you know, can we have that painting? Can I have that painting? And I thought, geez, I didn't think they were good enough to, you know, that somebody would really want them. And that really kind of started me moving on stuff. So when I got back from that, then I started doing painting in earnest. And um, I did reading some magazines and books and so on. I had no training and picked up different different ways to paint and techniques and so on. So that started 33 years ago. So I've been painting for a long time. And now during COVID, being stuck at home, I probably have done 150 paintings during that time alone. Yeah, and and, and I know that there's, there's you know, had been on display at the Province Center as well. You, you had a kind of an exhibition there. Um, it, just like fishing, is this, 
relaxing for you? Is it like your nature? It, it helps you connect with God a little bit. Is this your uh, your escape from everything else? What what is it that makes painting so attractive to you? I think the main thing is it challenges my brain. Uh, people don't realize that there are a lot of different techniques in watercolor painting. It's probably the hardest one. Uh, if you make a mistake, you're done. You, you can't really cover it up. And um, trying to figure out the colors and the blending of colors, the kind of brushes to use, whether you should use wet paper, dry paper, what kind of paper should you use, should it be rough, should it be uh, hot press or cold press. There's just a lot of things that keeps you thinking and so on, and the time passes very quickly. So it's not so much, I don't think, a peripheral experience as it is a, an intellectual one. I'm trying to find a subject to paint. I mean, I've done so many now that I'm thinking, now what? And you know, what, what can I paint that I haven't done already? So, well, with uh, with all of the nature you have around us and other places, I'm sure you'll continue to to find subjects to paint. But uh, Father Van Will, we, we're kind of out of time here now, which is very unfortunate. I enjoyed the conversation quite a bit, and I want to thank you for being with us and um, encourage everyone uh, who has the opportunity to. Um, kind of track down some of these uh, paintings, some of the artwork done by Father Van Wheel, and take a look. And um, first of all, uh, make sure too, to thank him for uh, the many years he served the Viatorian community. And it is the community, of course, as we always say, that uh, proclaims Jesus Christ in his gospel and raises communities where faith is lived, deepened, and celebrated. Founded by Venerable Louis Curbs, Viatorians are professed brothers and priests uh, and lay associates, striving to do everything well so that through us, Jesus may be adored and loved. On behalf of the Viatorian community, I'm Jim Mitchell. Thanks to Father John Van Wheel for being with us. Thanks to all of you for listening, and we look forward to talking with you again soon.